My Michelle Live, Sports Time Out. The fans, the field, the faith, the fun. Here's Michelle. Hey guys, thanks for joining in the fun today. I am Michelle Mendoza and this is our Sports Time Out. I invite some of my favorite fellas, the team, to take on the sports news of the week and leave you with inspiration that you can cheer about. We call it the God story. So welcome. Uh, I know at least one other team member is going to join us in a few minutes, and that's Joshua McMillan. But let me introduce you to the team of fellas. We have with us the Encyclopedia of Sports. Man, if it's happened in sports, he knows how to talk about it. He knows the stats. He knows what's happening. He is also the author of Thunder Sports Network. Oh, don't intimidate the folks with, with those guns there, Rich. Rich Hallstrom. <laughs> Encyclopedia Rich. That's the right, Encyclopedia Rich. We have with us photographer coach author of oh bring it out this book bring it uh-huh. bring it breaking yesterday extraordinary book i love it it's kind of sci-fi kind of geeky full of faith brent r baker author photographer brent r baker Yeah, yeah. Um, we have with us, he's a pastor, chaplain, all-around good guy, Garrick Payne. Get ready to get... Get paying today. Hey. Right, Pastor? Hey, Reverend, you could have just said amen. Give me an amen, would you? And then we have with us the man, the myth, the legend. We call him the Man of Steel, Matt Peel. The Man of Steel. I am the knowledge and strength of 10,000 worlds. I am flesh and machine. I am becoming everything. That's a proper introduction. The Man of Steel. <laughs> yes, we're going to be joined in a few minutes by the man we refer to as the Wookiee of the Year, Joshua McMillan. Hey, happy Friday, guys. It is time for sports. 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 sports yeah i want to take on uh from right off the bat uh football i mean this is all in right on football season and i absolutely love it with all the bowl g- okay too many bowl games we've talked about it i know yeah. i know but nfl it has, there's been some good things going on. I mean, uh, Brady has been breaking records and hit one of his best seasons. I mean, he's, what is he, 44, Rich? He is 42. Is he 42? Are you sure? Yes. All right. I'm not going to question you, but uh, I thought he was four. He's 56 going on 25. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Winning uh, the first division title in 14 years, you know, um, that was amazing. Um, and he's had a really another really good season. Um, Rodgers, 
uh, dealing with all of the, uh, he's the worst man on the planet, uh, COVID stuff, and still playing like an MVP, leading the Packers to the number one seed in NFC for the second season. Um, a, another QB story, Mahomes and Kansas City kind of bounced back from a rough start. So that's been really entertaining. In NFL, even though there's been a 95% vaccination rate, uh, positive tests skyrocketed last year. Three games were rescheduled in week 15, if I remember right. And as we look forward to the Super Bowl, which will be on February 13th in Inglewood, California, the NFL is looking for a contingency plan just in case they have to cancel that or they're not allowed people. And I this has been absolutely crazy, and yet it's been an entertaining year. Carson Wentz might be the first quarterback ever to start a full season without throwing a single road interception. And if he doesn't throw a pick on Sunday at Jacksonville, he'll be, he'll be that first NFL quarterback. So, guys, pretty entertaining year. Uh, even down there in NOLA land, Matt, uh, you've shown that, well, maybe you can't do real well without that favorite quarterback that we all love so much. <laughs> well, you know, when you're playing with uh, a majority hurt team and injuries happen, but it's, it's, it's a fact. Look, look all the good teams right now, you know, the Packers, the Bucks, um, they don't have injuries. Yeah. And in, in any season, in any sport, when you can go with your, your players that, you know, avoid the injury bug, you do well. The ones that, uh, you know, don't, you know, and they get the injury bug, they, they struggle. All right. True. True story. Especially, 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 especially when it's the quarterback. And we saw what yeah. happened with Seattle, Seattle with Russell, Russell Wilson. New Orleans has been down to fourth string at time. We've seen other teams that have had to go deep in and it just doesn't, it just doesn't end well. I do have to say with Tampa, I did not think they would get through the season with, um, with as good a health luck as they had last year. Cause they're an older team. And they have had some injuries, but they haven't had like the, the crippling types of injuries that I thought might happen to them. Um, I will say too, I, as much as I like to sports hate on, on Tom Brady, um, you know, he just, Come every on. now and then, he, every now and then he just does something that makes it harder and harder for me to hate the guy. So right? last week, last week when he throws an interception to this rookie DB from New, New York, Brandon Eccles, I think his name was. Correct. And the kid comes up to him after, Let's after go, the game and asks, asks him Ouch. to ask him to autograph, but asks him to autograph the interception ball. <laughs> Brady, this kid picks off Brady and has has the gall to take the ball to him and ask him to autograph it, and he did. You know, uh, uh, it just shows as much as I wish he wouldn't win so many Super Bowls because other guys that I, on teams I root for should win some more of them. Give someone else you know, a chance. Let's have yeah, a little bit a of equity. Maybe we yeah. can have, hey, you know, I, like affirmative cool. action for uh, football. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. Well, I think he'll trade that in interception for seven Super Bowl titles. I think that's yeah, a fair no trade. No uh, next season, they're requiring that the uh, – the Detroit Lions win the Super Bowl just to make like things that. equitable. So. <laughs> right. I like that. Maybe yeah. they'll have to force force Brady to sit out. Yeah, you're, you're in a for, for, forced retirement. Well, he's a white guy anyway, right? I mean, well, that know. that Lions idea might work considering they bailed out the auto industry a number of years ago. The U.S. government did. So, <laughs> yeah. so that would be uh, right up there. At, uh, 
Yeah, right I will say Detroit this Lions my, Alley. My <laughs> but but the government here. doesn't interfere in private industry, do they? Oh, no. COVID. No, no, no. <laughs> only when no. it only when it benefits them. Yeah. There I will say go. about my Saints this year, we beat Tampa twice. Yeah. And we beat uh, Green Bay in the first game of the year. So even though that was Rogers' kind of statement that uh, you can stick this up your uh, your butt, uh, Green Bay, we still got three wins there on um, you know two against Brady. Brady has yet to beat us in the regular season. Okay. He's 0 and 4 to the Saints in the regular season. And, and uh, honey, when you we'll have a year like you guys had, you got to hang on to what you can hang on to. We got to hang on to what we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah we got to find something for the Seahawks. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's another story. But I will say you mentioned uh, injuries. Yeah. Um, and some of the top teams not facing so many injuries. Although, what would you call Antonio Brown? <laughs> he says he says it's an ankle injury. I'm thinking it's a mental it's a few injury. Feet, a few yeah. feet higher. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it's also a classic case of enablement by people that have wanted them to wanted him to be on their team, and they've overlooked his the way he interacts with teammates, the way he interacts off the field. The way he interacts as a professional football player taking taking care of his business. And Tom Brady really stuck his neck out for Antonio Brown. And this is a not a great way to repay someone's loyalty, especially of the character of Tom Brady. Okay, let's who, let's uh for the sake of our audience, if they don't know what we're talking about, let's give them a little insight. I'm gonna uh, show this on the screen watch what happened when antonio brown had his meltdown burning here is that video showing the wide receiver having a meltdown he ripped off his shoulder pads uh went on to take off his undershirt you're going to see him doing that there in just a second and as as he was making his way down the field he was even <laughs> waving to fans trying to hype them up even more I mean, before uh, heading for the tunnel well some health firm, experts say brown is firm, clearly not well mentally and, and some of his happen. teammates yeah. So he's going to walk out in his undershirt, and then he's like, ah, no, I'll just take that off, too. I had, <laughs> I, had an I had an employee do that when I fired them at way back in the day at a local deli in Seattle. What? Oh, yeah? Well, you got to leave your uniform shirt. Oh, it was a woman, too. Yep. She had to leave her uniform shirt, and she tore her shirt off and stocked out at her bra right through the store. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So we elected Matt Peel to Antonio Brown us today. When when we uh that that's gonna be my point. He's the shot. Antonio Browniest. Ah, Josh, you're here, yeah. the Antonio uh, Browniest. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna yeah. you're hearing Joshua McMillan. He is joining us via telephone because uh, he hasn't figured out that there are things called cameras on his uh computer uh, i i jest <laughs> but <laughs> welcome josh she says that but i'm the one that's always fixing her computer so i know right yeah. i know right <laughs> josh did you did you see antonio's breakdown meltdown? yeah that was uh that was quite the quite the ordeal <laughs> I, I remember like a lot of people said i've never seen anything like that in my his entire history of covering the nfl uh, you know, for someone to just walk off the field in the middle of it, to literally quit on the team in the middle. And, you know, some of the speculation is it's over the money. They're like, you know, they're sitting me, but I'm a couple catches away, a couple yards away uh, from getting all of these bonuses. And yeah, I don't, I don't think that was it at all. And there was another game, you know, the next week where he could still get those 
numbers. You know, like it's not like he's being prevented from getting those numbers in that game. Uh, it just goes to show, and this has actually brought up something for the Seahawks. A lot of people have been going over it and be like, all right, so can we take a look at the people that Russell Wilson has said we should bring in here and how well they've Good done point, or Josh. where they've ended up? Uh, it, there's a reason that Russell Wilson's a great QB, but is not currently employed as the GM for the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, so uh, stick to what you're good at. There's I more to that strengths. Antonio Brown story, too. The night before his meltdown, uh, he had a encounter uh, and snuck in. Do you remember Ava Louise? She's the toilet licker. No, she's a social media influencer um, that on posts... TikTok. Yeah. Well, uh, and not so much TikTok on uh, kind of a more seedy um, site. And she has a lot of followers. Uh, she's a toilet licker. She got her fame because during the height of COVID, she uh, t- licked a toilet, a public toilet on an airplane. Uh, I wouldn't be worried about getting t- uh, COVID. <laughs> maybe a few other things um she uh, had been in contact with antonio brown he invited her to his hotel room which is against covid protocols by the way they have to be in kind of a bubble uh he snuck her into his hotel room they had uh the night together she left after their experience and said you know he was talking crazy he was saying you gotta watch me tomorrow i want you to see what i'm gonna do tomorrow so was this pre-planned uh, more drama afterwards he's released statements saying i don't know what happened i i couldn't play because my ankle hurt they knew my ankle hurt and they said well if you can't play with your hurt ankle then you're off the team and he said and I, so a lot of backstory a lot of drama but i think what it boils down to is that we're looking at a really troubled guy brent yeah. we're we're looking at a, a really troubled guy who I'll go back to Josh's point earlier, could have been a Seahawk. Think about all the people that wanted Antonio no, Brown you. to be a Sea Antonio Brown to be a Seahawk. For all the fans out there who wanted Antonio Brown to be a Seahawk, will you please turn in your Seahawk hat? Oh. <laughs> Don't well, sp- speaking of the Seahawks. Stop I disgracing think the, only... the stop disgracing yeah. the Seahawks with these bad ideas. Yeah, I think speaking Are of the Are you Seahawks, talking about Russell Wilson? Yeah, really. But the only person who should be stocking uh, off yes, the field. Yes, I am actually. His, the only person who um, should be stocking off the field without his shirt's DK Metcalf. So Antonio yeah, Brown right. and stood up in that exactly. competition. <laughs> well, gosh, I mean, that hits on a point. Like, one of the most important reasons I would not bring in Antonio Brown is you have DK Metcalf, who's kind of battling having some of that same diva temperament you see from, right. from other big name wide receivers. And he's, and he's not the only one in the NFL, but that's a good example. Keep going, Josh. Yeah. At least, yeah, on, well, the, at least on the field anyway. Yeah, yeah. And like, he seems like a good guy, but he does seem like he had, like if he had the wrong influences, I mean, we've seen what the right influences can do for veteran guys. We saw what Adrian Peterson's done to Rashad Penny mm-hmm. the last couple oh, of weeks. Yeah. He's completely changed. Exactly. Rashad Penny is exactly now the player that the Seahawks expected would be when drafted. And a lot of that has changed since Adrian Peterson came into that locker room and showed him what it's like to put in the work, showed him what it's like coming in mm. as an old vet saying, no, you hit this hard every day. And Adrian Peterson with a, you know, a nod and a wink said, you know, I, I see the value in, you know, maybe becoming a coach one day now after, after the season. Now imagine the flip side of that, you bring in a veteran 
like a B into that room where you already have a guy that's kind of struggling and with attitude. And I think usually he, he's done a pretty good job keeping it under control most of the time, but there are times where he gets hot headed DK Metcalf and they talk about his body language on the sideline. He's under a microscope. You throw in a, you know, a, a ball of black powder into a locker room with a lit match. And what are you going to get there? It's just, it's not, it was not worth doing. It was not worth doing. And again, it's, it's why we let quarterbacks be quarterbacks and maybe one day he'll be a GM and he'll be good. But right now, you know, quarterback is just looking to, Hey, that guy has all the talent in the world. Bring him in. You got to think about the other ramifications of your roster blocking people. Well, like that's DS just Ridge. good coaching. When you have yeah. good coaching, you're able to put the pieces together and say, okay, what, um, what are we looking at long-term? How do all of the pieces fit together play wise, personality wise and character wise. I want to bring it for just a moment to the God story. I mean, we're looking at Antonio Brown. He's messed up. He's got some messed up stuff. His background is messed up assault issues. Uh, it goes, the, the list is kind of long. How often do you see these things when you have people who are committed to their family that uh, talk about the God story in their lives? You know, you, you see that when you have that kind of grounding and the fame, the strain, it doesn't get to you for some reason. There's something potent there, guys. Fame, <laughs> fame ends with tomorrow's newspaper or tomorrow's Internet. You got to have something that lasts longer than tomorrow's internet or tomorrow's newspaper. And Garrick, um, I wonder how many people have even tried to share the gospel with Antonio Brown. That's a question I would like to know. Well, I'm sure that there have been guys around him because there, there's a pretty strong faith influence throughout the NFL. Um, but I think that the bigger thing to keep in mind is the fact that Every one of those people out there, no matter what, how good of an athlete they are, we're all human, right? And so what faith does, it doesn't make you impervious to mistakes or, or mess ups. Right. What it does is it gives you a foundation, as you were pointing out, Rich, that your fame is not all there is to who you are. And so when you can see that bigger picture, then it puts your fame in perspective. And so I think that's why you see a lot less incidences. And it's not that it never happens, but you see a lot less of those types of incidences on with people who really have uh, a true and a vibrant faith. And when you do get off the mark and you do a be it, <laughs> you have something to fall back on. You understand what forgiveness is. You understand yeah, what, what grounding is. What, one other thing too, I, I think with Antonio Brown, um, you look at his time in Pittsburgh, and I don't know what was going on behind the scenes, but whether it was Mike Tomlin, whether it was other players around him, but you didn't hear yeah. about these kinds of things. And he had Le'Veon Bell on that team, too, who also has had his issues. And during that time on there, eventually those guys left. And I think maybe there probably was some of this maybe that we didn't hear about. But I think it says a lot about that organization that they could manage those types of players. Um, the other thing with Antonio Brown that that. You know, I hope this isn't the case, but maybe there was a playoff game when they were playing the Bengals. Correct. And oh, he geez. he just he got I mean, they used to call it spearing it was one of the dirtiest hits yeah. I've ever seen. And you wonder about, mm -hmm. you know, brain injury, CTE, that kind of stuff, because it seems as though at least externally that his behavior has deteriorated since that that time as well. So I think there's a lot of things going on with him that some of them you can see and some of them you can't. 
Matt, I want to look back through uh, NFL history or maybe even sports history through some of the most dramatic prima donna, oops, I messed up, totally uh, let uh, life and the strain of the the game get to them, kind of a player. Who comes to mind? And I think we lost, lost Brent. Josh, are you still with us? I'm still with you. I like that. I, I think. I think you got it like Michael Irvin, you know, in his heyday, he, he lost it a bit too. Um, you know, in, in the strip clubs and, and throwing cash around, you know, him and Dion were uh, quite flamboyant on their lifestyle. Yeah. And, and, and those guys somehow figured it out as they got older <laughs> that we can't do it anymore. And think about it, these are guys in their twenties. And even though, the NFL counsels them on finances and gives them all sorts of things to the NFL Players Association to help them with it. At the end of the day, they still got to make those decisions. Wow, that's and a good point. You, you know, you're giving these they're kids, these kids, you know, they're 23, 24, 25, 26, even they're still very young, uh, all these millions of dollars. So, show of hands, who hasn't done something stupid in their 20s? Right. I mean, we all have. Not. I did something stupid <laughs> on New Year's Eve. You know, I waited until later. That was just <laughs> yeah. a couple weeks ago. Are you going to share so, that uh, story, Matt? I was no, going about I all y'all. Share those types of things. <laughs> y'all sinners. You know? <laughs> that's, that's a weekend occurrence for me. But, uh, <laughs> Anyone else, uh, someone comes to mind that, uh, that a, an AB of the past. Well, you look at an AB of the past. This is probably the most famous person uh, for his position in NFL history. Let's just take a look at Lawrence Taylor, mm. who mm -hmm. has done a lot. Who has done a lot of things, and uh, you know he's tried to keep himself on the straight and narrow, and has still battled things recently. Um, it's people have demons. Yeah, it's and true. if you and if you and Tiger don't... Woods, another example, man, he had a, a real hard go of it, um, lost his family, uh, is now making a comeback. Um, you know, we that's where uh, the cancel culture has no place. Uh, there's a place to say, okay, you need to back off. The, you're not the person for our team. This is not the time for you. Uh, hold people accountable. But then there's a place where we we say, you know, there is forgiveness and there is a road back. We mm -hmm. love a road back story, don't we? I mean, you can't be a sports nut and not love the underdog. Come on, right? That's that's how. Right. That's how God uses it, because with cancel cancel culture, and you've alluded to it, Michelle, there is no there is no forgiveness and there is no redemption. Ooh, true story. All right, um, branching Wait, out well, to football. Well, really quick, can we just you mentioned Tiger Woods? Can we talk yeah. about his son Charlie? Is he the future of golf? Is that kid going to be like the second coming of Tiger? Did you guys? It was a couple <laughs> weeks ago, yeah. but did you guys the see them? Turn. Yeah, they got second place in that, and Charlie like he has the exact same swing that his dad has like it was it was kind of, it was cool to watch but man that kid looks good for his age did he just he follow is... his dad around the golf course or is it freaking hereditary yeah i think it's yeah, i think it's both i think it's both. Both. Yeah. yeah i think it's both and my advice to charlie would be make sure you're doing it for yourself and oh not yeah your dad 
Always, always. Uh, Derek Henry, did you want to comment on that, Rich, and the uh, T-Titans there uh, returning from the injured reserve? Well, this puts them in a much better light. Uh, Derek Henry is one, one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the game right now, Josh. And this mm. can't help but bolster their opportunity to do something in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, I agree. I disagree a little bit, too. I think Derrick Henry's amazing. Don't get me wrong. But if you look at the stats they have of Derrick Henry and the field since he was injured, they are eerily similar. And I think hmm. that the Tennessee Titans, their offensive line does not get enough credit for what they do for Derrick Henry. I would agree with that. I think Derrick Henry is a top running back in the league. But I, I can't go so far to say that he is far and away better than anyone else out there because his offensive line let the, what, almost 10 other running backs that they had turned through there Correct. get similar numbers, numbers over the that amount of time. That's pretty well, amazing. I think the other thing, too, if he's fully healthy, this guy is going to be rested. And so yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think you could, you could, if he's healthy, you could really see him go off. I mean, it doesn't hurt. It certainly doesn't hurt their chances. It's, it could help a lot. I mean, does anyone does anyone on this podcast really want to try to stop Derrick Henry one on one? No, bring him to me. Bring him to me. I got this. Injured shoulder and all. Rugby are running backs without an offensive line, and and they don't get very far. In these even New Zealand guys, South African guys, without a without anybody blocking for them, they go five six yards if they're lucky, two three yards, and they're tackled. So your line is everything to do with it. Let's talk bowl games and uh, wind down to the final there for college ball. That's been there's been a lot of ball games and there's been some really good moments and some really great games and then there's been a little bit of wow, I didn't even know there was a you know a, a, this bowl or a that bowl or a Jimmy Kimmel bowl, you know. <laughs> I was like, right. "Whoa, how did I not know this?" Um any thoughts on on college ball, guys? Take Alabama yeah. plus 3. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you Go know bulldog. Yeah. Okay. Play, uh, Wait, I, I need was... to know this. Who who's bulldogging and who's tiding? Who bulldog. We who we tied, who we... tied all the way. Tied. I'm not going to root for the evil empire. Come on. Right. Yeah, I'm with you, Josh. I'm I'm, go- I'm going dogs. There's dissent I, in the ranks. I'm going dogs, but I don't. But I don't really. I don't really believe it. Because they're the, they're the underdogs too. Yes. <laughs> if if you're betting, I mean, from a pure money line, you got to take Alabama plus. Three. Well, sure, but they're yeah. they're from both a, thirteen and one. So what's the difference? It's well, called mental. Nick the, mental. the mess that is college sports is what well, the yeah. difference is. I think if if up to a good start, then it's going to mean everything because Alabama pretty much kicked their butts last time, and so there's a big grudge match going on here and uh, if Alabama controls the beginning of the game then George is going to think oh can we do this but if they get off to a good start I think it's going to be oh, a really then it, yeah and that's, part, it's, it's that's a lot of what happens in in uh college it's you know you it's, yeah like like Matt said it's, it's a lot in the head yeah it's a second it's, half adjustments Saban knows how to make second half adjustments and yeah. his assistants okay. do not because that's why they have such a poor record against them the first half is competitive and then they come out the second yep. half, and then exactly. you just you just see it. Somehow they win the toss. Alabama comes down. They get 
at least a field goal at the end of the first half. They get the ball the second half. They score. Then they get a stop. Then they score again. Now, now you're down 14, 17 points. You're like, wow, how did that just happen in the minute 30? Nick Saban is the better coach, and he has the better quarterback. Alabama wins. <clears throat> okay. Yep. Can, can we talk about for a second the state of college football? I, maybe it's just me, but I feel like college football is in this complete limbo right now where it's like it's almost on the brink of completely falling apart. And I think it's no one's fault but college football's own fault because they are behind the times in how are we going to deal with compensating players to the point where the law had to push them to allow that. They are behind the times in getting things together to have an expanded playoff. So it's not just the same four freaking teams playing against each other every year, or rather the same two teams with two other random teams throughout the country coming in. Like, I feel like college football is such a mess right now. And I got to wonder if with teams, if we hadn't had the coronavirus and XFL continued to blossom, hmm. and I know that's coming back and other things like that might be this coming year, back. isn't it? If, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's 2023 for the XFL. USFL starts April of 2022. Right. Yeah, with these things coming in and college football being in the state that it's in, you got to wonder how much is it going to suffer for these things? How much is college football, stay, if they can't get their crap together and figure out how they want to operate without being dragged along by the times and even the government one of the slowest entities in existence pushing them forward how are they going to continue to exist in this state well josh though it college football is its own ecosystem and it always has uh it has support because you always have you you have the people who are attending the schools and so i i don't know i i i agree with you on one level absolutely but but it, it's it's just going to keep limping along, and you know, I, it, it's well, just I, kind of it'll I, limp I, along. I, but most of the money, like the big millions of dollars, that comes from the TV deals and the TV viewership, you know. And like, it's not just the stadiums that really make the money. In fact, the, the student section is heavily discounted, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's mm-hmm. states that it'll probably continue to be big in states that don't have NFL teams. I mean, Georgia, for one, I think mm. probably about eighty five percent of their people they identify themselves as bulldogs. <laughs> you know, that's a major part of the identity there. Same with Alabama, you know, roll tide. There's places where it's intrinsically there, but throughout the rest of the country with the way they've kind of floundered themselves. I mean, it's almost, it's almost like some of our favorite execs have gone over and started, you know, have been working on college football <laughs> under the record. I've really just so, been trying to like flounder yeah. that up, but so yeah, Josh- I just, I worry about it. So, Josh, I, I, I wonder, what, what do you think of the transfer portal? Because to me, that seems like a libertarian's dream where the players basically can choose from year to year where they're going to be. I, it's I, free I don't, agency. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's great for the game that no. year to year they can just move, move wherever they want. And it forces, I think it forces the coaches to continually recruit their own players. Um, and but, for me, I mean, that's I, part I, of the joy of college football because it, it that plays a little bit more like college and you see the same players develop with their team in four years. And I, I've always loved that. You're never necessarily going to have that in the in the professional realm. So are we going to see that change? I, I don't love that. I don't well, like it either. This show I, is- it's Go a ahead, two, you can't you can't just get rid of it though. You know, like I'm not gonna say that some you know, 16 year old kid that committed to going to, to going to Alabama 
You know, he's he's 18. He plays their year, but doesn't actually get any playing time. He looks at the guys in front of him, said, there's no way I'm going to see the field. You know, I got three or four dudes in front of me that they really like. I, you know, I want to change my decision. You know, sorry, no, you got to stay here for all four years and not see any well, playing. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Right? Here's the thing, guys. And here's the major. Here's the major point. If someone, if a coach at a Division One school can sign with another Division One school for seven million dollars, and get paid when he got paid the year before five million dollars, you can't turn around and tell the kid he can't move. Ooh. Yep. Okay. Exactly. I don't have an argument against that. I think we'll just move on with that. I mean, as, even though I, I agree, like it sucks. Like it sucks to like develop someone and then see them leave or think, hey, this guy's the next guy and then have a bad season and see these guys be like, nah, I'm going to go to a team that wins. That sucks. Like I, I get it. Um, and maybe there's tweaks you can do to change that. Like, hey, you know, like play for us two years and then transfer something. Maybe there's tweaks to be done, but you just like Rich said, you can't let the coaches go out and make millions and then make millions and then go make millions somewhere else. Uh, and let the kids say, Hey, you have to make um, almost no money. And also you are stuck here. Well, I'm, I'm for this system here, Josh, you, you listen to me for a minute and you tell me what you, you tell me what you think. If you're going to require the kids to save, stay for a certain amount of time, then those same rules need to apply to the coaches yep or you release the kids from their scholarships if their coach leaves all right yep. uh, i wanted to move on to some COVID issues COVID was the one of the biggest players and factors in 2021 and it is still affecting things in 2022 you guys know that i have the luxury of going to nhl games since our local team the kraken have uh cracked the ice um, the Senators and Kraken game, um, January 3rd, became the 92nd NHL game postponed this season. I, in just a moment, uh, we're, I'm going to give you some of the list just to give put it in perspective how many games and what has been canceled because of COVID. But I wanted to talk uh, tennis for just a moment. Uh, Jakovic is just I don't know how he's not losing it there with the Australia issue. Uh, essentially, it's like Australia is trying to revert back to the penal colony that it once was and using COVID to do it. Always um, has been. Let, let's talk about this. Let's let's talk. Let's talk tennis for a minute. So I just just uh, speaking of Australia. So this just came across today. Just to put this in context with, with tennis. Um, in Australia, they just announced unvaccinated people may not go to work or exercise outdoors for the next four days. Fully vaccinated will continue as they were, but for people who are not vaccinated, lockdown rules apply to everyone 16 and above. Um, if you are not fully vaccinated, stay home. You may not exercise outside. Okay, and where do they get these rules, though? I mean, what, based on based on what? Based on what? I mean, we, yeah. we know that uh, we've had stupid rules that uh, have changed at a whim. Ten days isolation. Okay, five days is fine. Uh, masks don't work. Masks are great. Masks, okay, but you have to have double masks, triple masks. I mean, just just wear a, a trash can on your head. I don't know. Things have changed so much. Uh, but But to utilize things that are unproven and to beat people with it, and now... Uh, 
Djokovic is in this place where he's uh, having to deal with visa issues, um, was on essential house arrest. Um, he's already been inoculated. He's had COVID. He has natural immunity. Test the guy for crying out loud. He also has a um, exemption. What's the problem? Has anyone else been following this? Well, the problem is uh, they political have, pressure. They shouldn't have given him the exemption, the, the exemption in the first place. They started the whole thing. If if you're going to have rules that apply to everyone, then they apply to every, then they apply to everyone. You can't change the rules on. You can't have one set of rules on Monday, and another set of rules on Tuesday. That's true. That's, that's part of the problem with this whole COVID thing. I mean, I change my shirt less than they change the rules for COVID. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I want to say so thanks ridiculous. to Matt Peel. He had a limited time with us. So uh, love you, Matt. Glad you could be with us today. Guys, get uh, out of here. Take a look at <laughs> take a look at my screen here. These are some of the games that were postponed due to COVID-19 in the NBA from Golden State Warriors on the 30th uh, all the way down to the Pistons and Bulls on the 14th of December. Um, what sport is that? I don't recognize. Oh, like NBA. NBA. Yeah. Oh, NBA. I'll, we'll have to okay. talk about that. Uh, COVID. I forgot that was a sport. I don't World know. Junior Championships. You're not the only one, Josh. COVID is uh, canceling the Junior Championships. Uh, so that's a for hockey. That's a big story. Uh, we're also looking at uh, positive tests and forfeits piled up with the IIHF. So uh, that's huge. Oh, but wait, there's more. Uh, one day women's college gymnastic program that was going to have uh, some pretty elite athletes has been uh, postponed. Uh, so that's another big one. NCAA men's basketball here's uh, just coming up uh, this week has been uh, some cancellations. Women's as well. And the NHL, whew, that's probably been hit the hardest. So a, a lot of cancellations, guys, from a industry of people who are young, fairly young, very healthy, and extremely vaccinated. When will it end? This is becoming just inane. Well, well it's inane because we can't uh, decide on one way to ta one way to tackle this and and stick with it no well, it's, it's no, not it, because we can't decide it's because we shut out and cancel we remove from social media we don't listen to the professionals and other professionals and have a healthy debate we don't have see, a protocol for treatment we when there is treatment that has been available and widely uh fabulous in in turning back the effects of covid we don't talk about truths and we completely minimize natural immunity which is really the best defense against this especially for these for, for most of these players who are young healthy and have a robust immune system well that plays right into what i plays what what right in i do talk for a living it plays right into <laughs> what i was trying to what i was trying to say michelle is because if you exclude all this information you are putting yourself in a situation where you make no decisions and have no integrity you and have no stupid decisions have no standards <laughs> have no standards to hold yourself to 
Well, here's the here's the deal: is that they have come up with their decision, but the problem is, is that it's it's a decision that is only based, as Michelle was saying, on partial information, and they keep doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down, saying vax, 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 and now these highly vaxxed people are all getting COVID. Mm -hmm. And so once upon a time, the vax was intended to keep that from happening, but now things are very different. And so rather than reevaluating, they just keep doubling down again and saying, well, you still need to get vaxxed and you have to get more boosters and more boosters. And and it's like, hello, anybody home? Well, and here's where I want to talk about how it's very sad. Uh, soccer's been hit hard in some of the worst ways. Uh, professional European soccer players have experienced uh, like breathing difficulties and chest pains while they're playing. Uh, Victor Linden, Lindelhoff, um, uh, Martin Terrier, uh, and others, they complete with, uh, compete with some of the top European leagues were unable to finish games earlier in uh, December due to sudden inexplicable breathing problems and, and chest pains. Then uh, there was the puzzling surge of heart disease among soccer players. All of a sudden, um, Wigan striker Charles Wick, 28, collapsed in training. Uh, Sheffield United's John Fleck, 30, collapsed on the pitch, um, there was uh, uh, one guy who, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember who it was, a another Champions League uh, in the Real Madrid game that actually clutched his chest while playing in the Champions League. Then, now, now that sets the stage. Now it gets even more serious. I want to talk to you about these young, under 30 players, under 30 years old, five vaccinated soccer players from different countries have died recently after sudden heart attacks. Three passed away during training. One died while warming up before a game. Another died in the middle of a match. All four were under 30 years of age. What the heck? For the last year, there have been 21 players internationally who have collapsed and died on the field. I mean, it, it's like, hello, is anyone paying attention? There, There is something going okay. on. How often anyone, Josh, Brent, Rich, Garrick, how often do, does this happen in any sport? Well, I'll, I'll just say in soccer, yeah, and you can look this up, there's actually a Wikipedia play page about soccer players who die on the pitch okay there's been like five or six a year um consistently since they've kind of been tracking this okay per, uh, and is that professional or is that across yeah, these the board? Are, we are talking? all top professional leagues okay. across the world and and there's been over 20 this year alone in a year wow and so it there's there's just some something fishy's going on but there's nothing to see here nothing to see here this is coincidental. Josh, you how, know, how like, often do you see people uh, succumbing like this, you know, having these difficulty breathing, these kind of things in other sports? Uh, not often. 
It's it's a pretty rare thing. I mean, isn't that why when we when it happens when you see a a kid from high school that collapses, you know, because they were dehydrated or whatever, they weren't getting enough water. It's a big deal, and we hear it all over the news. Why are we we hearing about this except for here on Sports Time Out, Brent? Yeah, well, I could I mean remember very clearly Hank Gathers back in in 1988 or 89 collapsing and dying during the West Coast Conference tournament right before the NCAA's for Loyola Marymount. I mean. That was, you know, over that was 30 a years huge ago, story. That it was, was a huge story, story. you know, mm. just, just about, about five, six years ago, I know there was a, a, a kid, high school kid in Michigan that collapsed and died during a game and it was a national story. So when these things happen, a young athlete collapsing and dying during competition, it, it's a national story. So when all of a sudden you've got literally dozens of vaccinated young athletes dropping dead in practice or competition. Yeah, something is something is wrong. Something's seriously wrong that we're not talking about enough. And we do yep. know that there have been problems with myocarditis, um, carditis, sorry, and uh, microclotting, which many uh, scientists, doctors, experts that aren't featured on social media or in the mainstream press have said, you know, these microclotting things will, will create lesions and problems. And we're going to see aneurysms and we're going to see heart attacks that are going to happen in otherwise healthy people in the next three to five years. We're already seeing that with uh, soccer players in particular. Why soccer, Garrick? Well, it just, it because of the fact, <clears throat> I believe that because of the high cardio rate and, and, and if there's something about playing at that high of a level, mm-hmm. um, that that's something about your system. I think, um, there, there's and a you're higher running for 45 minutes, essentially. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, six, eight, 10 miles. Uh, some have been tracked, uh, in terms of what they run during a 90 minute period. It, it's it's very grueling. Yeah, and this is a this is a, a sad thing, and maybe I don't know, Josh. Shades of things to come in the future for other sports. Do you think? I mean, it's certainly potential. Uh, it can definitely happen. We don't know how we're going to come out of this whole thing. We don't know where we're going to end up. Uh, we don't know the long term effects of the vaccine. We don't know the long term effects of COVID, and this is why. Mm-hmm. It, you know, this whole thing being so politicized has been such a problem. If we could just admit that we're not going to know the long-term effects of either right away, if we can admit that for large part, young, healthy people are not dying of COVID, then we could have a logical discussion about it and say, you know what? Okay. The vaccines aren't perfect, but um, COVID has a remarkably high fatality and hospitalization rate for people over 55, but it is incredibly low for people under that number. It gets lower and lower the younger it is to the point where um, kids have almost zero hospitalization of death. And any of those have been like kids with leukemia or, you know, other like severe mm-hmm. comorbidities. Uh, if we could have that discussion, say, all right, let's, let's vaccinate people with comorbidities. Let's vaccinate people 
by their choice who are over a certain level, then I think we'd have a much better coverage and much better deal with this. I think but so. instead, and then understanding we, we've moved the slider. That we've we're been not like, talking about uh, some of the problems with the vaccine. And now that we're finding that the people who are having problems with the vaccine have some of the same problems of age, heart issues, other, mm-hmm. other things. But we can't have this discussion. Um, what we're not talking about is having a robust immune system, uh, making sure that you're at a healthy weight, uh, other things yeah. that cutting Turns out, out that sugar. Actually, so, well, CNN just now, two years in, uh, admitted that losing weight um, and getting healthy and getting in the sun can actually significantly reduce the risk of COVID. Two years into it. Okay. We've yeah. Now, and you want to know how crazy that is? I was having this discussion with some, with some people and I said that very thing and they said natural immunity what are you talking about? Where did you get that information from Fox News? I was like, no, uh, it's been thousands of years that we've had immune systems. Well, I heard we- Fauci, okay, his, his the, the high Fauci and exalted. Science, Fauci science, say right. no. Fauci slash science. I, I think the, the names are interchangeable now. But he came on the news, or he was in a, um, it was a congressional hearing. And he said, Mm -hmm. someone asked him the question, when do we reach herd immunity? And he said, when enough people are vaccinated or have caught the disease. And he said that, I remember him specifically saying it, but now it's, he he's changed that. He says, "Well, it's only if you're back if we have enough people vaccinated." But truly, and this he slipped up and told the this truth. This goes back to sports. Point. Truly, we will not reach herd immunity. It's not the kind of virus that you can reach a herd immunity. This isn't chickenpox. This isn't the mumps. Uh, this is something that is airborne, a respiratory it's disease. A respiratory virus. Your, yes. your dog, your cat, the squirrels uh, crawling around your backyard can carry it. They're not maxed. They're not vaccinated. We should be outraged. Where are where are the people outraged about that? It's not well, going to go I'll... away. But what it will do is when you can get it naturally and hopefully one of the lesser variants, you have a natural immune to it. And it becomes a little less like getting a cold. We need to, as Josh, you said, protect the people who are most vulnerable, not by locking up the healthy, but by helping the people people who are vulnerable make good decisions to protect them from not just Corona, but so many other things. Right. Yep. Yep. Because the government, we're but looking, the gov- go ahead. But the, but the government doesn't want to admit that there are vulnerable populations and to concentrate their efforts on their efforts on that, because you would have to admit that your earlier policies and your ideas on how to, co- how to combat this situation were wrong. And that's, but that should be okay. America loves it when people say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. We just don't know how to do that anymore. And circling it back to sports before we go to our final shot, guys, um, we see the truth of the whole Corona debacle played out before our eyes in sports, the ineffective nature of the vaccine, how people get sick, all of these things that we've been lied to, uh, you can shove it under the carpet when it's your auntie, your uncle, your mom, your dad, people you know, then it's just hearsay. But when they start counseling my NHL games, I know there's a problem right there. I'm just saying, guys, uh, I I think it is time for us to go to what we call our final shot. 
final shot. Final shot, we go around the round table and we look for an issue of the week, the day, whatever that may be. I wanted to go to Garrick, but he's like MIA. He's like looking for his final shot. Where is it? So we'll go to Brent. Brent, let's go to you first. We missed you last week. I was so. doing I was doing the same thing. Well, this is a weird one for me to actually say this, but I'm gonna give my final shot to the Oakland Oakland. Los Angeles, now Vegas Raiders. What? Okay, we're going to give a final shot moment to Rich now. Thank yeah, you, no, Brett. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, well, uh, I, sorry, Las Vegas. I, okay, Love you I'm guys. Say, let's see. Here's the, here's the deal. I, 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 I have liked Derek Carr as a person for a long time. He's a, he's a pretty good quarterback. I don't think he's like a tier one guy, but um, I think it says a lot about his leadership that that team has stayed together and if they win this week, we'll make the playoffs. They've had like three guys arrested. I mean, just, you know, for horrific things, not just like, like marijuana possession. They've had their coach get, well, cashiered out of the league. Because what um, happens just, in Vegas doesn't always stay there, does it? Nope, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, that, it, for, and from an off-field perspective, it's one of the worst seasons I can remember a single team having. Yeah. Um, and yet... And they looked out of it a few weeks ago, and yet here they are. If they if they beat the Chargers this weekend, they're in the playoffs. So Derek Carr and the Raiders, you know, I don't know how you've done it, but you way to pull it, it back, right? Way to pull it back. Yeah. We like we like that underdog story. That uh, you know that message of redemption. It's written in our DNA. That's how we were created. That's why we're here. We love redemption. I uh, like. Okay, I'll I'll give it to you this time. I I like that. Joshua <laughs> McMillan, final shot. Uh, final shot. I'm gonna put one out to uh, Bobby Wagner. Uh, thank you for the awesome season Seattle and career Seahawks. you've had thus far in Seattle. Uh, you know, this is something we'll probably talk about another time, but he may have played his last game in, in a Seattle uniform. Uh, uh, we might we might be seeing the end of the Bobby Wagner era. I hope not because I love him. He's been one of my favorite players for a long time here. Uh, but shout out to him. I'm really glad that his knee injury is not a big deal. It's something that he'll probably sit out this the last game of the season here. Um, you know, no, no point in putting them on it in a losing season and, and get Cody yeah. Barton, you know, some time out there. Uh, but great year. And, you know, he broke, he broke his own record for most tackles in a season, uh, for the Seahawks franchise. So he is, uh, he's a beast out there. Love seeing it. Go Bobby. I like it. Rich Holstrom. Well, I'm going to give a shout out to an organization and a person that, uh, personifies what the NFL should be, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers and head coach Mike Tomlin. If you want an example of why you should stick with a coach and why you probably should not fire Pete Carroll if you're a Seahawk fan, <laughs> Mike Tomlin now has 15 straight seasons without a losing season. 15. That's hard to do in the National Football League. Shows the Rooney family really knows how to run a class organization and a professional organization. Seattle and uh, Jody Allen, are you watching? Like it. Garrick Payne, final <clears throat> shot. Well, I'm going to give mine to um, a guy who has been around. He was actually around uh, earlier with us today. Um, we know of him affectionately as our man of steel, Matt Peel. 
because he has gotten some accolades recently for all the things that he has done and his different accomplishments, the book that he wrote, uh, the work that he does with athletes. Um, I don't know if I'm at liberty to share kind of where he's going on to. Maybe, Michelle. I'm, I'm not sure if we are or not, but, uh, but when but, we get uh, the okay, we'll definitely share that. When has that stopped you before? That. I know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's only because it's what a friend. It? Forgiveness yeah. versus permission. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're asking everybody, permission now? Who are you? Everybody keep so their eyes peeled. On? Everybody keep their eyes peeled for what Matt's going to be up to. Yes. There you Ooh, go. There you go. Excuse the pun. Can we give a <laughs> shout out and a final shot to the snowy um, ex landscape behind you, Brent? That's actually from your place, right? It is. It's not. It's not from today. It's not sunny. But yeah, we've gotten in my eastern Washington location. We've got almost three feet of snow on the ground, and that's actually more than I would like. It's hard to move that much. <laughs> <gasps> no kidding. I wanted to in my final shot. Let's see if I can um, kind of give a tale of three quarterbacks right quickly, guys. Um, each one wanted to give a little shout out to something deeper and that's their God story. Um, quarterback Sam Howell um, says life's about living for Jesus. Um, and of course, uh, let's go over here before I go to Clemson quarterback. Uh, I can't even say his last name. Can you say that Rich? Who is that? DJ, DJ Hughley is his, that's his last name. That doesn't look like Hughley. Hugo Lily. The, the, the U like ukulele. The no, U I get that. Pronounces the, an H. But the, there's a lele at the end, like a ukulele. Come on. Anyway, uh, he thanks God for um, for putting him in the position that he's at, getting grounded there. And a big one to Ben Rothenberg, who uh, I want to scroll down, see if I can find where his quote was at last year's Man Up Pittsburgh conference. Ben described how Jesus has restored his faith and renewed his life's purpose. So while we love sports, and these are the guys who have hit a bigger stage than most people will ever know, it's not enough. It doesn't give you satisfaction. It doesn't give you what you need. There's a bigger game to be played. And in that game, you want to be on the right team. I'm on Team Jesus. You want to hear more? Uh, find us at MyMichelleLive.com. Any of us would love to share the God story with you, even one-on-one. -on -one. You can find us at MyMichelleLive.com, where uh, you can also find a lot of cool swag. And you can get some cool My Michelle Live products at a great discount, especially if you're a, a guy. <laughs> the gentlemen refined stash wax from real bearded men. Real bearded men. Live. Thank you. Com. Real bearded men. Uh, we only have one real bearded men on camera. Josh, you're a pretty bearded man guy too. So thank you all of you for spending your Friday with <laughs> us. Love all of you and uh, God bless you. Next time, boys. Later. Hasta lasagna. <laughs> For more fun, go to mymichellelive.com. <laughs>